came up there too. Oh, nice. Sensei, with an exclamation. <laughs> oh, yeah, information. Welcome to the Unfazed Podcast. I'm your host, Asada, and today, 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 I have one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite people. We got music artist, Sensei. Welcome to the podcast. Bro. How's it going? I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for taking time out your day to join the podcast. Of course. I'm happy to have you here. Happy to do this interview with you. Um, the first thing I want to get into is your music video. Boy, uh, I fall like a dove, brother, brother. Brother, I fall like a dove. Uh, I fall like a dove. And you filmed that video, you filmed that music video in New York. Correct. Um, Correct the mundo. What was that like in like when did you first make the song or did you just you just dropped the song when the music video came out too so uh-huh. it was like perfect timing of that because i know sometimes artists drop the single first and then they make the music video maybe like a few weeks like a, maybe about a month later or so uh-huh. but what was that like like the uh production of that song oh yeah so honestly when i made that song it it wasn't even for me though my brother ken well he's an artist too his name is born eight times and he called me one day. I was just cooking up. Like, it was a week where I was just making a lot of beats. And he was like, hey, can you make me a beat that goes like, do 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 And I was like, sure, I can make you a beat that goes, do 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 And so I did it. And when I was making a beat that goes, do 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 I did it wrong. He really wanted a beat that went like, do 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 or something like that. And so I was like, oh, um, let me try again. But then I was like, wait a second. Nah, what I made was fire. Like, I made the beat for that song around that do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do sound. And so, like, when I realized it wasn't what he wanted, I just took that out. And I just kept it how it was. And mm-hmm. I just hopped on it myself because I was like, nah, this is fire as it is. Mm-hmm. And so I hopped on the song. And at first it was an open verse. And I sent it to, like, three of my friends. They all said... Oh, yeah, I'm going to hop on it. I'm going to hop on it. Nobody ever did, so I finished it. <laughs> and then and then I went to New York with my friend Justin, and we shot a couple music videos there. And I was like, hey, I already shot a music video to the song, so this might as well be the final version. Yeah. And so I just dropped the song. Um, And, yeah, I edited the music video, put it out like a week later, and... This is where we are now, and it took a minute to edit, so I'm just thankful that it's over. It was like a, I don't know, it was just a hefty process, because I was on break, mind you, and so I was sitting in the house just really trying to knock it out and get it done before Wednesday, and then that Wednesday turned into Thursday, and then I finally got it done and dropped it on Friday, so yeah, it was a stressful two days, I won't even lie, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's here, and I'm really proud of the video and the song. Yeah, that was really dope. I really... I really like the song. I really like the visuals behind the music video. Thank you so much. And all the um the shots, the editing, everything was really 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 good about it. Um, you can tell that you put your time and effort into it. And another thing I want to talk about is your re- your previous project, uh-huh. um your album Cartel Volume One, a thirteen track um album that you dropped about last year. Or so correct. Yeah, it's almost um, been a year. Yep, yeah, almost been a year of that project dropping, and um I really like that project i really enjoyed it and a few of my favorite tracks are like mad black racer um fly raging um and jet ski dress jet ski. Hey, thank you um also like iridescent i've been listening to that a lot <laughs> yes you crazy how long have you been thank you I, yeah, I really like those songs really like the album and the cover art as well is really dope oh um, yeah yeah and i just want to talk about like what 
um, was like the process into like what was the idea behind that? Like you just you just sitting somewhere, you like mailing like an album. We're gonna call it Culture Volume One. I'll be honest, like I only made that album because I was about to get sued. Oh. Like my artist uh-huh. name used to be Sensei Chanel. Oh yeah. And so Chanel had it out for me. Since I trademarked it, I got on the radar there. Like nah, listen to you, cease and desist. You can't use Chanel. You can't make no money off of this, or else, mm. or else it'll be problems. And so during that process, we were having our legal stuff going on. But I eventually channeled it into Sensei, and I was like, man, if I'm gonna start from scratch, I need something that'll be a baseline. Cause I don't know if y'all know this, but. When you change your name, you're basically starting over. Like, your Spotify stuff goes to zero. I had a song, it was called Nervous, that was oh, yeah. in the Spotify algorithm. Was getting like, right, yeah, it was getting a lot of streams, and it was just timing organically. When I changed my name, all that stopped. Everything from the algorithm stopped. I had to start from complete zero. So I was like, man, when I come back, I can't come back with just a single. I got to come back strong. Yeah. And so from then, I was like, huh, I've never made a cohesive project like an album, so... This is a better time than any. Since I was in the process of changing my name, I couldn't drop any music for real without like, you know, I was, I won't lie, I was low-key, I was low-key like, caught, like, nervous to like, release because I didn't want anything to happen to me. So, uh-huh. like, <laughs> I was like, I can't drop right now. I can't just sit around and do nothing. I might as well work on an album, a yeah. project, you know? And so I got the songs together. I just picked all the beats first. And then from there, I just filled the beats in with like my vocals, put it together. And then I linked up with one of my friends from, I believe he's from the Netherlands. Forgive me if I'm mistaken, but his name, he goes by crafting visuals on Instagram and he does um, graphics for like video games and stuff like that. He's a really good and talented graphic designer. And I commissioned him to help me bring the visual of the um, album cover to life, and he executed it flawlessly. And so, yeah, that was probably, that's probably one of my favorite parts about the project that covered. And the reason why I chose that idea of me having, like, my hand on fire in the woods, like, about to throw the um, the flames at those helicopters that you see on the um, cover was actually from the concept video that me and you shot, you know? Yeah. We shot a um, video in the woods, and my hand was on fire, and the whole woods was burned down. And, like, I wanted it to be a balance between, like, the chaos of the woods burning and the serenity of the, like, natural environment, you know? And so just, like, that whole concept, it didn't really have to do much with the music, I can't lie, but I just thought it would be a cool idea Mm -hmm. to, like, have be associated with the concept of the project yeah. and so that's how that came about but i appreciate you for even listening to it yeah i really like project. it i really like it um and everybody that's um listening to this right now go stream cartel volume one and also go stream um brethren i fly like a dove yeah brethren i slash i fly like a dove um like you guys for real don't want to miss out like i know like when i discover like an artist that makes music and they're like up and coming and just doing their thing before they're like super mainstream and everybody's bumping to them and stuff like that it's like it's kind of a, like a flex like to know them like, <laughs> before like they like are super mainstream so like if y'all want the opportunity bruh go stream sensei's music for real for real. but another thing is i want to talk about like what you do outside of music as well like how right now we're sitting down, we're just chilling, just playing session skate game on the PS5. Yeah. 
So like, what do you do? What do you like to do outside of making music? Um, outside of making music, I really do like I be filming, editing videos. Um, I do graphic design. I'm the head of graphic design at my school's Warner Music Center. But like my hobbies, I like to skate. I like to play basketball. But like skating is something that's I've really become embraced in the culture of within the past few years. Mm-hmm. And it's been like my main thing that I do to just, you know, relax. So, so yeah, I like to skate. I'll be skating all throughout DC. I like going to Shaw Skate Party and hitting some of the street spots too. Like Freedom was pretty cool, but I'll be up at Shaw. That's pretty dope. So skating, playing basketball, and graphic design. I never knew that you even did graphic design at your school. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty dope. Also, um coming from STL, um what was the transition coming from STL to the DMV and like still trying to network your music and make connections with music at home? Um man, honestly, like I just had to start over, bro. Like literally starting over when i came to the dmv like that was the time where i had to change my name and all that so when i tell you i was starting from ground zero i was really starting from ground zero people didn't even know that i made music when i got here like yeah it was like something that only me and a couple of others that i had met before i had made the move knew about and so like Mm -hmm. going to howard right that's a big school with a lot of eyes a lot of artists for my first um year that i was there in person like people didn't really know that oh this man out here really making music till it was like february of 2022 that people really found out and they found out even more so after i put out my project and so from there like i just started to perform more do shows and really just start meeting more creatives and just showing that yeah i'm here i'm trying to be an artist and also it also helped that i got some flyers and i really put them under everybody's door on the (laughs) campus like i was going around really like promoting my stuff because why not you know so i bought some flyers had my face on it said i dropped the album had a qr code to scan if you want to listen I put them on people's doors, under their doors, and the napkin dispensers in my cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, so like I was just going crazy. Yeah, and so yeah, it was. It's really the transition. It was really more so putting myself out there mm-hmm. and just trying to take it to new heights and elevate further and getting to know others that saw the vision as well. Yeah. That's also been a huge. Help. Yeah. Do you think that like, even though you had to start from ground zero with the after name change, do you think the timing of it was right though? Because like you're moving to a new area. Um, you never, you didn't drop an album until the name changed. So, do you think the timing of it was right? I think everything worked out exactly how I was supposed to, and I honestly like my new name better too. Like mm-hmm. Chanel, just leaves a bitter taste in my mouth now. So, yeah, I think Sensei with an exclamation. Like when I was Sensei Chanel, I came up first on Google, YouTube, everything. It was so easy to find me. But now mm-hmm. everybody wants to rap as Sensei, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like more of a grind and I got to work harder and really prove that I am the sensei. You know what I mean? Like, it's harder now. Yeah. But that just makes me have to go harder to get that recognition. Like, it's people who come up with off one name, stage names like Khalid or Key or Ice Cube. Who else? Drake? Like, Drake, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so 
it's not or CJ. You oh, feel me? Like funny. it's not even uncommon to have that, but you really have to go hard and show that you're worth having that one name that everybody else wants. So yeah, yeah I think the timing was really good. And it just made me take it more seriously. Just go harder than more. Also for um Cartel Volume One, you were in a magazine, bro. Tell us about that. Tell oh, yeah. us about that. Um shout out to my boy Ryan. He really put on yeah, he had a connect up at um, Voyage Magazine, and I got the recommendation to be a part of the publication. That was my first, well, that was my second, I believe, magazine look. And I was just very thankful for that because, you know, when other people recognize and acknowledge your work, it's it's a full circle moment, you know? Like, you do a lot of things, and a lot of stuff, you feel like it's not getting many eyes, but you do it for yourself. But when you see that something that you've done is doing it for somebody else, it's just a very a moment of appreciation and gratitude. So I was very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Voyage Magazine. What was your first magazine press? Um, my first magazine, it was from one of my friends um, back home. He made a publication called Mad Lad Magazine, and he featured me there. Yeah. And so that was really cool seeing. He, he did a great job, too. Avi, talented dude. He go to NYU now. And so... Shout out to Avi and Nava. That's pretty dope. What's your, like, who do you like listening to in music? Or what was like, yeah, who do you like listening to? Let me ask you that first. Who do you like listening to? Who I really like listening to? Yeah, your favorite artist. Um, I don't have a favorite artist. I like listening to a lot of the pioneers in the melodic rap scene. But, like, my background growing up in a West African household, you know, I didn't start listening to rap music till like middle school. Yeah, know? me neither. Like, yeah, I didn't start listening to rap. Music. <laughs> I was listening to Afro beats. I was listening to a lot of Christian rock and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, dance music from the like pop music from the radio. Mm-hmm. But now, like a lot of people that I listen to are the modern contemporaries and the hip hop song. So, yeah. but like I'd say one of my favorites who I seek a lot of inspiration from is Pierre for sure. Like mm-hmm. Pierre Born, he's a very talented musician as well as producer, but like I really listen to his music where he features himself as the artist. Mm-hmm. And as someone who started out making their own beats, and even I still make beats to this day, but it's just inspiring to see like how you can really do things yourself and be a full out composer of a sound that's like so crazy. He was the first artist and it was um, October of 2022. Pierre Bourne was the first artist whose concert ticket I bought to go see live. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely say Pierre my favorite artist for sure. Yeah. 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 Another question I have for you is, um, man, I just had it, but I literally just went blank. Wait, wait, hold on. I got to go back on the favorite artist, too. Yeah, tell me like, another favorite artist. There's a lot of people from my um, hometown that are really putting on right now, too. Mm-hmm. Like, right off the top of my head, Lil Tad, um, Born Eight Times. Shredder. Oh, yeah, Bonnet Times was hard. Facts. Bonnet Times was hard. Spider Guru, who else? Yamakai, Chris Celestial, and then my boy Sizzler. Oh, he's hard, man. He's the one who actually made me um put out music the first time. My boy Sizzler, Elijah. He was making diss tracks and just like funny stuff on SoundCloud. And I was like, man, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. But he's going crazy right now as well. So shout out to him. That's good that you that you brought that up because while you were thinking that my um my question also popped back in my head and um how you're naming all these artists and how a lot of artists are um 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say worried, but they also like think about like trying to get signed to like a label. And as you being an independent artist, what are your thoughts on labels and artists who are like so kind of like pressed or focused on trying to get signed? Uh, well, a couple, I think it was either last week or the week before last, I had the privilege of going to New York and um, not music related, but just for like business purposes, mm-hmm. I had the privilege of going to Atlantic Records and Warner Records and just like getting to see the inner workings of the labels and it put a new perspective on label things, right? Like, yeah, a label is cool because they got all the resources right there, right? A lot of people give labels hate. But really, they have all the resources that you need. They got promotions, they got A&R, they got connections, they got the booking agents all right there. It's really like a one-stop shop to where as an independent artist would need to like hire a team to do all that stuff. And so yeah, getting signed to a label, that's cool. You know what I mean? That's a really dope thing. But like to make your main focus getting signed to a label, I feel like you don't need a label until you're stressed out and can't manage the stuff that you're doing by yourself mm-hmm. if you're not on the label's radar right now you don't need a label mm-hmm. like that's just that just is what it is and so if you make your main focus like signing then hey i guess you i don't know it depends on what motivates you but the main focus should just be elevating your career forward mm-hmm. And so, yeah, maybe if that does look like a label, that's what it is. But a label won't come to you until they realize, oh, yeah, we can do something. Because they're really making, taking a risk by investing in these artists. That's true. Like, I used to feel like, oh, man, people aren't really paying attention to my work. Why do I need a, I think I need a manager, blah, blah, blah. Whole time I ain't need a manager. It wasn't until I started really like trying to do something different. Like people started hitting me up trying to manage me. Yeah. And so like to other people who need a label or think they need a label, you'll know when you need a label. And by the time it's, you're ready for a label, they'll probably be hitting you up. So just focus on making good music and keep on doing your thing and just perfect your craft. Mm-hmm. I feel like stuff becomes less fun when those like when it becomes about business so like if you can just make it fun bro like have a good time making music and just do it for you you yeah is that something you would say um to your like your younger self like or is there anything else about music that you know now that you would tell yourself maybe like a year ago or two three four five years ago what would you say honestly i always i was always doing it for myself you know like i was so focused like I always told myself, man, you ain't never gonna sign. Like, don't ever sign nothing. But now it's like, I'm looking at stuff. Like, hmm, maybe, but at my stage that I am right now, later down the line, maybe, but not right now, I wouldn't sign. But what I would tell myself two years ago, I'd probably just say to stay consistent. Um, Yeah, just stay consistent. That's a really big part of it. And don't make excuses. Like, times where you might've been like, just laying in your bed, scrolling on the phone, that time could have been used towards like doing research or making videos, getting on TikTok. I would have told myself to get on TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's a lot you of promoting know? you can do there. Yeah, promoting and just furthering your stuff as yeah. opposed to doing things that are taken away from you. Like, stay consistent and don't do things that will take away from that progress or your time. Mm-hmm. You can't get your time back. Yeah. Yeah. Time is real valuable, so you gotta use it. Gotta use it the right way. Use it on your purpose. Like, of course, 
have fun, of course, enjoy your free time, but of course, the time plays for everything, so you know, when you gotta get that work done, that's when you really gotta lock in, get focused, stay consistent with it. Another one, another thing I want to ask you is about, um, like the shows you've done. I know you've done a few shows at Howard, and um, like, take, what's your, what's the most recent show you've done, and what songs do you perform? Um, the most recent show that I did was it was one of my friends' open mic series, and I performed. I only performed two songs. I performed one of my songs called It's Over that I put out back in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I did Not Enough, which is a song that I made back in 2020, but put out in 2022. And um, the process of doing a show, it's either you reach out to somebody and they allow you to be a part of their production or they reach out to you. But I'm more of a fan of reaching out to others because ain't nobody going to put you on like you don't put yourself on. And so, like, if I see people doing something and I feel like I could add value to it, I'll always ask. But, you know, my friends, they be looking out because I'm friends with a lot of creative people who make music as well. And they might hear something that they like out of my discography and reach out like, hey, I'm doing a show at the pocket on blah, blah, blah. Would you like to perform? Of course, I'm going to say yes. That's bro. And it's always fun to perform. It's a great way to connect with others and just meet new people, you know, and share your artistry with others. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to ask you is how you just funny because you just talk about sharing your artistry with others. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like that kind of ties into doing features. Yeah. And um, I wish, uh, I know, of course, having features is like, I, guess, I feel like it's a really great part of music in my opinion. Like, I love saying like some of my favorite artists feature on other songs or them having like I, i'm sorry like, man this is crazy like i think of the people doing features like collab albums or just even just featuring on a song um how like it's great how like seeing other music artists or rappers or singers like combine their talents on one track yeah um like i remember listening to the Drake Drake and Twenty One album, her loss, like mm-hmm. that was heat. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that album, and also listening to like I'm a big J Cole fan as well. So listening to like the Dreamville albums that he makes with like him and everybody else on that label is like a super hard. Yeah, and I know some artists charge like a lot for features. Some of them, some artists even do them for free or for like really um like low prices. And some artists don't even like doing features at all. So yeah. what's your take on like features? Do you charge for features or like how often do you like getting on other people's songs or people getting on your songs? Honestly, I've never in my life charged anyone for a feature ever. Mm-hmm. I, I hop on songs with people that I know or people that I like. Or if I like the song, I'll hop on it for free for sure. All I request is like a fair percentage. But like, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's way more than just money you know what i mean yes money is cool but this is art you know and i'm more of a fan of the art but the artistry and the artistic process of creating than i am of money so i'll be doing features for free Mm -hmm. and yeah i don't like the transactional approach but that's cool like you know you should place value on your art but my personal way of going about giving out features and stuff is if I feel like doing it, I'll do it for free just because I love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no disrespect to anybody who's making bread off um, features though, because you should be. You should be, but I don't really care for it. Yeah. 
if you could have any artist on a as a on a feature or like if you could have any artist on feature on one of your songs who would it be any artist feature on one of my songs Drake nah not Drake <laughs> um if I got any artist feature on one song oh I'd say at right now I definitely want to feature with like Ryan Trey Mm-hmm. He's an artist from DC, the DMV, and San Louis. But he was somebody that, even when I was younger, when I first started making music, I was looking up towards as almost like a rival. You know, I'm like, uh, uh, this guy's from San Louis. He's really doing his thing. Mm-hmm. We're similar in age. He's making dope music. I feel like that would be a dope collab. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of talking to him before. That's dope. But it wasn't even on any music stuff. It was like I was trying to buy some shoes from him. <laughs> but that would be a dope feature to have, Ryan mm-hmm. Trey. Yeah. What a song. That's dope. You guys working. And both being from St. Louis and then now being in the DMV, that would be really dope. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think he's based in Atlanta now. Oh, okay. He's from ATR a, now. Right, that would be, be a feature. How do you, like, where do you get your motivation from to make music? Or motivation? Because I feel like. Well, now that I think about motivation, I always think discipline over motivation. But when it comes to also being motivated, where do you find that? Man, I find my I find my motivation from I be laying in my bed, I see that I'm scrolling, and then I'll slam my phone on my bed, <laughs> jump out, and then run to my desk and tell myself, Nah, man, you gotta make it. Like you gotta be the one that's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And so after I slam my phone on my bed, jump and run to my desk, I'll just sit down and start recording because I can't I can't let what's been happening to me continue you know i gotta change i gotta make a change Mm -hmm. and every day that i spend every day i wake up and just think that man i could have done something yesterday to further my position and advancement that's motivation enough right there Mm -hmm. just knowing where i could be if i just take the steps to get there so that's the motivation and i also have a whiteboard in my room too it's like a gold board kind yeah, like, and it has like checklists and stuff, mm-hmm. and I just write myself affirmations on that too mm-hmm. to let me know that, yeah, this is what you said, and do you still believe this? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, I do, and so I'm gonna just keep on going and achieve that no matter what because I'm not trying to let myself know. That's right, you know. So, is there any upcoming projects or any? I know you just dropped a song like a few days ago, like yesterday or even not. I even said a few days ago. Mm-hmm. But um, any other upcoming work that you're looking to drop anytime soon that we can look forward to? Um, right now I'm focusing on just like flooding it with singles. I said I was gonna do a single every two weeks, but mm-hmm. I think I'm just gonna do a big piece of content every two weeks. Yeah, could be a single. It could be a music video. It could be reintroducing an old song that I've already put out. But I've been working on different tracks. Like I've been working on some EDM music. I've been working on Afro beats. I've been doing dance hall with some of my friends, my Jamaican friends. And so, yeah, it's just a lot of things. Just expect more. I'd say just expect more in 2020. Because 2022, I only dropped a single in an album. Yeah. This year, I'm trying to go crazy like it was 2020. That was when I was dropping a song yeah, every week. week. Yeah, new single every week. Right, so I'm just trying to go as crazy. If not, I'm trying to go crazier than I was going in mm-hmm. 2020. Yeah. In 2023, because it's been three years, bro. Yeah. I'm thankful to be where I am now, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I got to keep going. So I'm just trying to go crazier now than I did in 2020. Yeah.
How much unreleased music do you have in the vault right now? Unreleased, do I, have in the vault? I don't even know. It's it, it's nothing crazy, but it's definitely over like 20, 30. Oh wow. Yeah, but it's nothing too crazy because I be I be engineering my stuff myself, mm-hmm. and I be taking I really take my time with the music that I put out. So maybe I have a lot of ideas and songs that I've started on, like completely finished. You know, you never know because I might go back and listen to it and feel like I need to tweak some. Uh-huh. My songs are usually never finished until the day I decide to put it on a streaming platform. So mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's not, it's just all comes together. It all, all comes together. It all yeah. comes together. Last question I have for you, bro, is uh, $500,000 at dinner with Jay Z. $500,000. You think Jay Z would teach you how to make $500,000? On one dinner. On one dinner. Uh, yeah. I feel like Jay Z would slap me if he found out that I took $500,000 <laughs> for dinner with Jay Z. And it's only so much that somebody else can do for you, right? Like with 500000 you can delegate tasks. You can really get something happen. If you can't blow, if you can't do something with five hundred thousand, man, you gotta reevaluate. Yeah, that's a lot of money. But yeah, I am a finance major, so you know, I feel like that. What's it called? Monetary capital, or whatever you would call it. Like money is definitely an important aspect of things. Mm-hmm. But you never know what a connection with Jay Z could get you. That's right. I'm just, I'm just speaking off of like right here and where I am in my life, the 500,000 could probably do a lot as well. So I'm gonna say 500K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you just said, you can give out connections. Money, not everything. So if you me just continue, of course, just have experiences, have fun, but that's kind of just a funny question to me. I had a $500,000 I did it with Jay-Z, but I appreciate you coming on the Unfaced Podcast today, bro, for real. I enjoyed this conversation with you. Make sure you guys tune in to Sensei's music. Follow him on Instagram at SenseiFTW. That means Sensei for the win. So we're going to tap in his Instagram, SenseiFTW. Give him a follow. Make sure to stream his new album. It was a recent album, Cartel Volume 1, and stream his new song, Brethren. I follow like a dub. You don't want to miss out. Appreciate you coming on once again. I appreciate you guys listening. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Unfaced Podcast. Love y'all. See y'all on the next one.